The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. I'm Sharon Kleina. Power of Water, and what is that, what is that to listen to, and what is, that, what is there to learn? You know, every day I say to all the powers of the earth and and the universe, guide us to discover life in the water so we can save lives in this planet Earth. Last week we had a guest on, Dwayne Cecil, who has been with NASA and now with the U.S. Geological Survey. And I asked Dwayne, uh, the shuttle uh, is not going to go out to space any longer here soon. Uh, What are they thinking to research what is happening to the earth? He said, the water. They're going to put money and investment into studying the water. People have asked Dwayne, what is the most important? You have the first step water. What are the other two things that you're going to do that are important to studying the earth? Water one, water two, water three. It is that important to all of us. And during this last several months and throughout the year, we've noticed a lot of climate change. Uh, with our solar system of the planet Earth in the solar system. And you've noticed a lot of changes in temperature and what is happening. But did you know that there's a lot of research going on to discover what is the fresh water doing to influence the the planet Earth, the, the atmosphere, and the solar system? There's so much to learn. You can never learn enough. You can't learn it long enough. It's forever. And for the planet Earth to last and be... Uh, important to our health and and uh, our everyday living for generations and generations and generations to come, we must learn what about the water, the power of the water. The radio, our radio talk show is dedicated to life-threatening water wars research and reporting. The global water and health crisis, what is happening over there in Haiti? I'm not pleased. I hope you're not. Interviews with global research leaders on health and the environment and our atmosphere and our solar system. News reporting and education. News reporting and education every day. It's important. So let's tell the story about dehydration of the earth and dehydration of us. You're dehydrating dehydrating from the moment you're born. You entered into the delivery room. You didn't have water any longer, but you do have fluid in the air, a humidity. You must live with that water in the air you can't see. If there's not enough water in the air, you dehydrate even more so. No two eyes alike, no two skins alike, no two fingerprints alike. So we're going to be learning a lot about that from our guests. We want to understand more and more about what's happening to water and women and children. You've heard about the women carrying the water every day in areas that have no fresh water for their family to survive. So the woman gets up every morning about 4 o'clock, goes the distance with her daughters and her children. They don't go to school. The children are not going to school because they're helping the mother 
the mother may have a broken back, she may have a broken wrist, broken ankles, but she's still dedicated to making sure her family has water for the day. If she should fall down on her way, she has to turn around and go back. So let's stop and think about what is out there. Now, in the last week, the U.S. population grew by 39,358 new babies. Worldwide population grew last week 1,455,829 new babies. Remember, we want our Earth to last forever and not think about the millions of years from now Maybe it will be different. Let's think about how to protect the water. Let's learn about how we're walking in water. In other words, we are the water that we're, that's in us. We need to understand we need water to replace ourselves because we're walking water. And that's what this show is all about. We're gonna, we have exciting guests every week. It's the guest that makes the show. And I want to thank all the listeners that are listening on Apple iTunes, um, we're with World Talk Radio, Voice America, and we're also connected with Green Talk Radio. So tune in, listen, tell your family and friends. This is not an, this is a life-saving show. What can we do together? Our guest this week is Patricia Dean Escato. Uh, she's in Delaware, and uh, she is going to tell us about nutrition. She's going to be educating us, and I call it our radio talk show of laboratory learning, the inner workings and focuses on disease and prevention, and what nutrition has to play a part of that. Our second guest, Lono, uh, I know I'm going to say this, Lono Ahalo uh, from California. He's a researcher, author, and internationally recognized expert on issues involving our drinking water and our supplies. So we're going to learn a lot. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only method of moisturizing the surface of your eye. Did you know that every time you open the eye, there's a dehydration causing the eye to have an eye depletion or an energy of area of an eye where that lens cannot float on water the way it should? Every time you blink, it causes a friction. A rapid blinking and friction to the eye causes even more evaporation, which is happening when you're sitting at the computer, by the way. So let's listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist, and we'll come back with Patricia Dean. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Patricia, are you with us? Sharon, I am. Thank you. How are well, you? Thank you. I I say our guests are what makes this show so exciting for me, and I always hang up going, Patricia. Wow, because there's so much to learn, and the power of water in our life on this planet is so important. And then there's the nutrition and our lifestyle and our choices of attitude and more. But tell us, you've been wanting to, you've been learning, and you've been studying for quite. How long have you been studying all of this? Oh, I would say probably about 10 years. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, tell us about you, Patricia. Well, I um, am a nutrition educator, and my focus is on nutrition and cancer prevention. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that I got um, involved with uh, probably about uh, four or five years ago after being diagnosed with uh, stage 2 breast cancer. Before that, I was a teacher and, you know, worked in, um, you know, corporate America. uh, But my focus uh, since, I would say, my 20s, and that's probably 25 years ago, um, my focus has always been on nutrition, and I've always had a passion for it and an interest in how the body functions, why we need the type of foods that we need. But I I became serious, um, you know, once I was diagnosed and went uh, back to school and studied nutrition because I didn't believe in um, the conventional forms of treatment um, for myself. You know, I didn't feel that they were the right uh, kinds of treatment. uh, Now, when you say that, did you, when you were diagnosed uh, with cancer, did you go along with what the doctors were recommending you to do, plus uh, want to study more about another proactive side of your life to learn more about the inner the inner self, uh, trying to uh, to to de- well, we'll just say detoxify, but learn what you could do also, other than just take the medication and the treatments. I did a combination of both. I there was, we go. Um, I um, they recommended, of course, you know, surgery, a lumpectomy, mm-hmm. and I didn't know much about it. And and what I really wanted to do was find out how I could help my body um, heal. And um, you know, because I'm, my basic belief is that you know the body is a, is an amazing machine, and that is something that we need, right. you know, to survive and to be healthy and functional uh, mm-hmm. human beings you know, it's contained within. And you know, so, way back when you were studying, did you ever hear the relationship of uh, uh, of them describing our bodies like the, the, um, the engine of our car? In other words, our car, would you go anywhere if the car didn't have fuel? Would you go someplace if they, if they ran out of oil? Would you go anywhere if the tires weren't working? Uh, wouldn't you treat your body better than your car? And, you know, I can remember way back in time when I was in my 20s, Patricia, which was a long time ago, I'm 69, I was president of the American Cancer Society and on the State Board of Health and Education and more representing here in Oregon. And I look back on that description, and I often thought of myself and others where we forget that when we get out, we're, al- we're alive, and that we're right. living organism of what we, it's, our, it's us, it's a gift. And what you just did for yourself is you had a diagnosis, but you decided that you're going to go to work. Absolutely. And the uh, analogy, it's funny you mention it, but the analogy of a car is something that I use often. 
I know. You know, I, I use we? it often in terms people, of, you know, yeah. if you yeah. pulled up, you know, we're all um, Corvettes, really, and uh, V8 oh, with V8, V8 <laughs> engines in them. And you can pull up to the gas station, yeah. which is the fuel for the car, and yeah. you could put a lower-grade gas in it, and that car would get you from point A to point B. But over right. the long term, the engine would begin to break down, and it's the same with our bodies. It's we're meant to thing. have good quality fats and and proteins and carbohydrates. We can put lesser quality food in there and we can function, you know, um, minimally, you know, uh, from day to day. But over the long term, our bodies will begin to break down. So, yeah, it's an analogy I use often. um, I'm a lot older than you, but I can remember back, and the first time I'd ever heard it, I thought, well, that was kind of crazy to use that. But immediately, within that moment, all I, I did is start thinking about how many people I knew that could be driving a Ferrari or whatever, let's say a Corvette, and then all of a sudden, or whichever car, a vehicle with four wheels, if they couldn't get there with with the, uh, everything working, would they t- they take better care of the automobile, the uh, transportation, than they do the, the transportation of their life. Right. right. And uh, life, you know, now I wanted to know more um, for the audience. I always love the audience to hear more and more from all of our guests from all over. Uh, sometimes we'll repeat things, and then other things I try to bring out some new thinking. But you found that now when you began with, well, you were diagnosed with cancer, so you decided you're going to go to work. And uh, you're going to work as hard as this, harder than any medication or treatment they'd give you to assist all this, be more proactive. So what right. were some of the things that you decided to do? Well, um, in terms of things that um, I didn't want to do was, um, I'm going to start there. I okay. didn't want to do the chemotherapy that was recommended to me. And I didn't want to um, take um, the t- different forms of uh, medication and stuff. So I wanted to find out what I could do, what foods I could eat, and how I could change my diet. So some, so my diet is really where I um, started. And um, okay, tell wanted- us because we've been having we had the author of the China diet. Mm-hmm. I mean the China study. Right. Have you ever right. heard the book the China? Study? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. He was on, and we've had a lot of different people on, like yourself that are very, uh, very um, exciting into research and studying. What did you do? Uh, And remember, uh, with the China diet, they they also say say that that could be a change of your life for diabetics and and cancer detection, uh, diagnosis, and more. Now, what did you decide to do? I decided to find out, first and foremost, why um, and how my body used the food that it that um, it was consuming, how it used the fats, how it used um, the carbohydrates, how it used the vegetables, and then go from there in terms of what kinds I needed. So I don't prescribe to a particular kind of diet. What I believe in and how I was taught through my um, schooling, I went to Bowman College in um, California, as a matter of fact, um, and. Um, you know, the philosophy there is to eat as close to nature as possible. So one of the first things I did was to eliminate any kind of simple carbohydrates, uh, eliminate those um, uh, highly processed foods that really had no uh, nutritional content in them. Mm-hmm. And um, I simplified my diet uh, and took it back to what our ancestors um, used to eat. I um, I researched and found out what... Um, 
you know, a lot of uh, good quality um, cruciferous vegetables, such as your Brussels sprouts and things like that. They they helped. My my breast cancer was um, estrogen sensitive, so which I'm sure you know it, it meant that you know my body was just uh, overproducing estrogen. And I looked into the kinds of things in my environment and my foods that mimicked estrogen because estrogen mm-hmm. is important. The objective is not to get rid of it. Your body needs it. It's, an, it's, it's, it. it's, an, it's essential. Mm-hmm. But I looked at what, was, um, what might be causing my body to overproduce it. And the first thing I looked at was the types of foods that I ate. So I eliminated those highly processed foods. I eliminated eating anything, you know, out of a box. I went back to cooking my foods myself. I went uh, to eating organic because a lot of the pesticides that are used um, on our um, on our produce uh, have chemicals in them which mimic estrogen in the body. So um, I looked at my household products, and I actually make all my household products. There isn't one single house. There isn't one single thing that I use to clean my house that I buy from the store. Mm-hmm. Um, I make them through simple mm-hmm. products like you know our grandmothers made baking soda, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. vinegar. Uh, lemon, um, and so it's even my jewelry cleaner. So, mm-hmm. so um, I removed those toxic chemicals that I was putting on my body in terms of soaps and lotions and you know things like that, and uh, looked at my food. And I'm and, glad you um, looked at the soap and yeah. the lotion. Oh yeah, because that is people don't understand we're lathering too much with soap. Absolutely, uh, with a bath or a shower, and uh, but they don't realize also that a shower rinses you, and a bath will detoxify you. Exactly. In, in America, yeah. we're not taking enough baths. We're not. We don't take enough baths, and yeah, I we don't. I love your and show. Then you don't and want to sit in the bathtub and let it, and get out and have that layer of soap on you either. Exactly. Exactly. If I, love I could the redesign bath, maybe yeah. you and I could redesign. <laughs> The bathroom to modern times too, because the bathroom should be the spa of the family. It is. There's got to be a theory be. in there that you have a bathtub, and then, in fact, they have on commercials on TV where you have that one. You open a door and you walk in, and it's used for people who maybe have a hard time being home alone to take a bath or crippled. Or I told my husband Patricia, they should design a spa where that is the the bottom is that way. And mm-hmm. then they have a shower uh, enclosure around it. Uh, and then you walk in and you can have a bath. Then you, you let the bath drain and then you take a shower, uh, rinse it off, and then maybe a little steam in the air or a little whatever uh, mist right. in the air. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be steam. A little mist in the air to put moisture back in before you walk out. Right. Then when you go to put the lotion on, remember that you want to do, if you're going to put any lotion on, be very, very thin with it. Don't lather it. Right, right, exactly. Right. Because that's our skin, as you know. Um, it's got to breathe. Uh, it breathes, and so it absorbs all of those toxins. And um, you mentioned water. One of the other things that I looked at was the quality of the water oh, that yeah. I was drinking. Yeah. And one of the uh, biggest changes, and I think the most beneficial changes that um, my uh, husband and I made was we decided to put a whole house filter uh, a whole water filter system on our mm-hmm. home because like a lot of people, you know, when we grew up, 
we ran around, we played, um, and we drank water out of the sink, or we were outside playing, we just turned on the hose <laughs> and, yeah. drank, and drank the water, and nobody carried bottles of water around, you know, clutching them, you know, in their purses and stuff like that. It, it wasn't, it didn't exist. But the quality of our water has deteriorated, you know, as I'm sure you know, to the point where people have become, you know, weary, and so they should of the quality. So now they go to bottled water. Now but we're going to a lot a of moment, the bottled uh, Patricia, we're going to take a moment with our sponsor, real sure. quick, and don't go anywhere. And I want you to come back, and we'll talk about that uh, because I want to hear what that did with the relationship, also with all of your treatments and what you've been learning about when you were diagnosed with breast cancer, but then all of a sudden you became very proactive about what you could do for your own body and your own life. Uh, and then what did you do about the water? Yeah, uh, that, we're gonna played, to a, that played a huge uh, difference. Good. Made a huge I want to hear, I hope that, and we'll come back and get a little bit of that, and then I'm going to go back into the nutrition because I, I agree with you. I think that's the coming thing is people learning. We're going to listen to our sponsor for a minute. We'll be right back, Patricia. Okay. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only method of moisturizing the eyes with just a mist. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is 100% natural, tissue culture graded water, the only product like it globally, worldwide, with just a mist, without an eye drop, to supplement the evaporation of the eyes that are being so dehydrated. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Patricia. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Patricia, before we took our break there for a moment with our sponsor, we were talking about some of water, and I want mm-hmm. I do want to get into nutrition because I really think it's something that we've also taken for granted. Sure. Uh, now, when you began to understand that you uh, – were you drinking a lot of water before your diagnosis, or did you start drinking more water afterwards? I was drinking a lot of bottled water mm-hmm. prior to my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I started to do was I eliminated that bottle, mm-hmm. and I uh, put a whole house filter mm-hmm. on uh, my home and uh, started drinking the water you know, from the tap. And carrying a a, a container around wherever you went with that particular water. Exactly. Or Mm -hmm. if I wanted to carry something like to the gym or whatever to work out, 
I would use, um, I didn't use plastic because mm-hmm. that plastic, um, you know, that BPA is what we call a xenoestrogen, and that also mimics estrogen in your body. So it's competing for the same receptors mm-hmm. in the cells um, as regular estrogen. Uh, regular estrogen, you know, has a purpose, it has a function, um, uh, but the xenoestrogens, the ones that mimic the estrogen in your body, either coming from plastic, chemicals in your home, or um, poor quality uh, foods that are um, laced with pesticides, mm-hmm. they're competing for that well, same we're forgetting, cell. you know, all these inventions that we have out there in the world to make it possible for people to have more available of whatever it might be, or let's say the containers that are holding the products, Right. They haven't studied enough. No. And it's like our forefathers were such magnificent geniuses to get us to where we're at. Mm -hmm. But people have to start using their own common sense about wanting to learn what is the container, what am I eating, what are pesticides, Right. what about the box. And the other thing, the reason I started studying over 30 years ago water is because I was so concerned about uh, individuals when they're diagnosed with a particular terminal disease, their dehydration goes up, and they, the stress level goes up because of more dehydration. And I was studying that, and Patricia, by acts, I all of a sudden I'm running into like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that the dehydration, the stress was causing dehydration. Stress right. will make the, uh, the diagnosis, the symptom worse. Uh, people need to start thinking more about water. And then I started studying the planet, Earth, and water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, last week we had on Dwayne Cecil. And Dwayne, I've had him on before, and he was with NASA for many years. And and I asked him, I said, now what are we going to do to study Earth if we're not going out on the shuttle? Because I knew that they were studying Earth when they were out on the shuttle. And he said, we're going to put our investment into water research on Earth. And, you know, Patricia, I've always said, if you and I would stand away from the planet Earth and stand out in the air of the solar system and look back at Earth like we're tourists looking at Earth, what's the most important part? What is the most important organism life to Earth is the water. Right. Oh, Fresh water. Yes, fresh water. Fresh water. And then all of a sudden you're looking and thinking, oh, my gosh. The ocean's coming up and the fresh water's going down. What are we going to do? And then we start studying uh, what's closer to home. And the other thing I started studying, Patricia, is the pipes in your house. Yes. I got too concerned about pipes. Mm-hmm. And yet I don't want uh, attorneys to go crazy after lawsuits because the pipes are not right. right. Um, I think that we ought to, as citizens on this planet, get proactive about what we think is right and wrong and right. start looking at... How do we filter our water? How do we start thinking that water is a primary focus of our everyday life? It's second is food. Exactly. Oh, I agree. I agree. Now, water is water is water is uh, key. It's it's many things to many different um, cultures, but uh, without a doubt, you know, our bodies are sixty percent water. Our planet is sixty. Well, the brain is eighty to ninety percent water. Yeah, water. And so, what's the heaviest or uh, heaviest organ of your body is your brain. Yes. And the eyes are connected to the brain and the womb mm-hmm. together at the same time. What about the diseases of the eyes that they're finding that in time, uh, because the eyes are getting so dehydrated and the evaporation is so out of control. Right. With the right. eyes, there's going to be more blindness than ever in history about 2030. 
Right. And, and, I, and I, I totally agree. The thing that probably upsets me the most is that, that, they, that science seems to come out with their solution to all of it is to come out with a um, pharmaceutical drug that treats the symptom as opposed to, you know, uh, helping um, treat the cause. And the cause yeah, can I'll be come found up with in a little nature. bit of thinking on there, <laughs> and then we'll move on to nutrition. I evaluated that, Patricia. And I'm wondering, I've been around a lot of scientists, as you have, well-known physicians all over the world that are in breakthroughs and Nobel Prize winners and award winners. But what's happening is the only way people get funding to do research is through publicly held companies, universities that are publicly supported right. or so on. Mm-hmm. So they're, they come in, and the reason way back in time they got into the chemical formulations is because right. people wanted something to go quicker, Patricia. Right. For example, a lot of people don't go to the doctor before it's uh, after. They go after the symptom has been there a long time, and they kept putting it off. They right. didn't do mm-hmm. what you wanted to do is get proactive and learn more about it and what you could do to assist it. They want the doctor to do it all. So then all of a sudden, legally, the doctor is put in a position to do everything they can to take every test possible, more than, than they need just to make sure legally they can be, uh, their liability is lessened. Then all of a sudden you're saying, well, would you please hurry up and get something something here? And then this is the old days, more than today, I think. And then all of a sudden the doctor was coming up with something that they would try that one. If it didn't work, they'd try another one, and it didn't work. But people don't realize that we have to do all the work ourselves, and whatever the doctor uh, provides is just uh, giving us a little bit of help. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. But you now have to become to responsible. <laughs> and now to the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe what the China study was teaching us, and a lot of others have been teaching us. And I believe that what's happening out there, buy your vegetables closer to home. Do not buy them if they were in some other country of the world and came all the way to your counter. Right. Um, but tell us what you're thinking on eating um, the foods that are, uh, more organic, and then also, let's say, raw or sautéed. What are, what are the vegetables you're considering? Well, the primary ones uh, in terms of just not only just cancer but uh, health in general would be your cruciferous vegetables, your broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, kale, greens in that uh, area. What about arugula? Yeah, arugula. They Spinach. have an um, ingredient in kale. the DIM, the kale, mm-hmm. and the DIM, uh, what it does is it promotes beneficial um, um, estrogen metabolism in both males and females. Now, what about carrots? I've got a picture in front of me of you holding some very large carrots. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> People often ask me when they see that picture, did I use some type of, um, you know, chemical um, fertilizer? And <laughs> no, I buy, my, I buy my seeds from Seeds of Change, um, oh. and um, they're organic seeds. I, um, I grow, you know, we grow our own vegetables, a lot of them. We grow what we're going to eat, and so I mm-hmm. think that's important, too. Um, well, and also there's another one that I want to have been studying a little bit is sprouts, like bean yeah. sprouts. Mm-hmm. And well, and broccoli clover. sprouts um, are actually very good. They actually have more of the phytoestrogen, I mean the phytonutrient in them than regular broccoli does. Uh-huh. Uh, so broccoli sprouts, um, uh, the sprouts themselves have wow. probably about four times 
uh-huh. the um, uh, the amount of phytonutrients. Okay, during a day, let's broccoli. find out. We don't have too much more time left. How much? When you get up in the morning, what's mm-hmm. your, how does your day begin with how you? I, I know you're getting a glass of water to start, right? <laughs> I absolutely. I good, um, good, drink. Good. I drink uh, about. We are the, going to be the get up in yeah. the morning water club. <laughs> uh, that's the first thing I do drink. Actually, yeah, I, I do drink. Too. I drink about 16 ounces of water with a little bit of lemon. You get out of bed and remember, you've been laying there dehydrating, and you want yeah. to get up and have a glass of water to start your day. Yeah, that's that's now, critical. Now, what do you do for your nutrition to start the day? I usually do some type of juicing. Um, I um, I, lo- I love to juice, so I'll juice maybe carrots and beets and spinach mm-hmm. and an apple. You know, it depends on what I feel like, or I'll do my green drink, which might be kale, mm-hmm. uh, green apple, celery. Um, How do you so do I'll- a green kale drink? Do you uh, steam it first? No, no, I put it right into my juicer. Really? Yeah, I put it right into the Rinds juicer. Rinds it up? And- yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, so I'll have, a, I'll have some type of juice um, drink. Now, what do you in put in your juice besides that? Do you put a little uh, nutritional yeast, or what do you, um, do you put anything in it? Sometimes I might put nutritional yeast in it. Um, sometimes I might put. Uh, depends on the drink that I'm making. Mm-hmm. If I'm making a protein shake, I might mm-hmm. put a little bit of um, um, nutritional yeast in it as well, or brewer's yeast. Same thing. Or I'll put um, um, a little uh, teaspoon of coconut oil. Uh, because coconut oil is is extremely good. It's antiviral, antibacterial. You know, I've been learning more about coconut oil. It's it is amazing fabulous. how little we've had a, a attention to that. Now let's bring that up real quickly. Uh, yeah. When you buy the coconut oil, and listeners, you need to know, you buy it and it, it comes like in a jar. It comes in a jar, and it, it, it looks like it looks like a white mm-hmm. um, coconut, but it, yeah. it, it's like a like a looks almost like a coconut butter, but it's white. Exactly. And it becomes very, when you touch it and put it in something, it turns into oil. Yeah, it does. Or in the summertime, if you leave it in, it should be left in your cabinet. Um, right. In the Not summertime, in it will liquefy. Yeah. Uh, if it's hot enough, it will liquefy. But it's yeah. extremely good. Uh, if you're going to saute something, um, it um, it sautés uh, very well because it's one of those oils that will remain, uh, keep its molecular structure at high temperatures. Mm-hmm. Olive oil will not. Olive oil is actually meant to be drizzled on your food, not to be cooked in, because ho- olive oil is not a stable oil at high temperatures. Uh-huh. So a lot of people, you know, when they went on the kick of the Mediterranean diet and, and, you know, yes, cook your food in olive oil, the Mediterranean diet, they use olive oil, but they drizzle the olive oil on their food. Uh-huh. Uh, olive oil is not a stable oil at high temperatures. So um, light cooking, if it's a low temperature, it's okay, but not for sautéing or things at a higher Now, real you know, quickly, I only have about a minute left. Mm-hmm. What do you do about meat and fish and chicken and pork? What is your thinking I, about that? Well, um, I personally, um, I'm 51. I stopped eating red meat and I stopped eating pork when I was 25. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any bias against it. My only bias, and I stopped eating it because just I don't like the taste of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to consume it, then please consume it um, from animals that have been um, grass-fed and are, mm-hmm. are, you know, organic. What about eggs? Uh, eggs, I, I do eat eggs probably a couple of times um, a week, and eggs are very good, but again, organic uh, grass-fed, um, grass-fed chickens. Too. That's very important because when you're ingesting meats or poultry, 
from conventionally fed or raised animals. These animals have been fed a diet of things like corn, um, and corn is one of the most, it is the most genetically modified um, um, stick crop that exists in the United States today. So, um, and they also use a lot of um, antibiotics. They use a lot of growth hormones on them, and what happens is the growth hormones uh, promote um, infections, and then they have to use antibiotics and that's to control the infections. Sense. That's common sense. You're, you're ingesting those yes. things yeah. into your body. So if you're going to, I, I don't have a, um, um, you know, an aversion to it, um, except, uh, you know, it should be chosen, um, you know, from uh, grass-fed or organic animals. I also believe in eating seasonally, and I believe in the to- uh, time of the year, uh, when uh, we should be doing a detox um, of our body. You know, so, I'm out of time, but you know what I'd like to do? Let's do a show. Uh, do you have the time available sometime to do this again? Oh, absolutely. Um, just that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Seasonally, and a lot of people are not understanding. And went back to when you were saying you were going to change your diet, the first thing I wondered, did you look around you? When you go to change your diet, where are you living at that moment? And you will need to live seasonally where you're living. Absolutely, and, then and that's what I do. Learning to, to detox, people are hearing detox, detox, but never understanding how important that is individually. And yes. that's another show for you and I. Yes. And I hope to invite you back on again. Absolutely, You're I haven't even spoken teacher. about the raw diet. So, and and right. I happen to be a raw chef. So, oh, a lot wonderful. of a lot Let's of have the, fun uh, with that one. And yeah. then when we're all done, we'll post it on the web with some of that too. Okay. Uh, on your, uh, some of the things you do on your menus and so on. Patricia, I, you're a good teacher. I want to thank you for being on today. Thank you very much for having and, me. And uh, you're over in um, Delaware? Right. Yes, I'm located in Delaware. Okay. And how's your weather today? Uh, overcast and bitterly cold. <laughs> bitterly cold. Well, you have a nice day and stay warm and be well. You too. Thanks okay, so much, Okay, thank Sharon. you for your time today. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I enjoyed every minute of that, and there's so much with nutrition. And I hope in 2011 we're going to tap into food, water, and the, the thinking of living a longevity. Recently they had on the, they were celebrating, and I saw on the news, two twin sisters who were celebrating 100 years old, and I, they looked fabulous. Wouldn't that be fun to live to be 100 and older and still feel good, look good? And it's, it's a study, and it's fun. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Lono. And uh, we'll Nature Sears Eye Mist. With Justice Mist, it is not an eye drop because the eyes are 100% water. When you touch the eyes with an eye drop, that dehydrates. Nature Sears Eye Mist is the only product to supplement your eyes with just a mist, all naturally. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Lono. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. No, no, are you with us? Hello? I think we have a bad connection. Thank you. I was talking, but for some reason you weren't hearing me. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we do now. And tell me, how do you pronounce your name? Lono Ho'ala. Lono Kolola. No, Lono Ho'ala. Okay, Lono Ho'ala. I you got it. it. <laughs> I got it. Now, you get a gold tell star. me about your background. You have a name that sounds very Hawaiian. Yes. You're from Hawaii. I'm a Hawaiian, uh, I'm a kahuna priest. I was ordained in Hawaii after being adopted by uh, the Mo'o clan, which is a very legendary family there. And uh, when you're ordained into that family, you are uh, given the family name. And that, for me, was over 20 years ago. And out of respect for that uh that miraculous thing that happened for me, I was I took on the family name and have used it ever since. All right. Now you're here today to tell us about how did you get into you've been researching water. And as you know, I have been researching water for over 30 years and uh, I started uh, almost 4 years ago, Lono. Uh-huh. The Power of Water Radio Talk with the concerns of the world needs a story. They need to research and they need better education about water. And we've been around the world, thanks to World Talk Radio and uh, what we do. Uh, I want to hear how you got in. Why did you choose water? Well, I'm a biochemist. Uh, I've been trained as a medical doctor. I uh, practice as a naturopath. And I found that I was not really able in good conscience to practice medicine in the Western way, especially having been so exposed to the, uh, you know, to the... Uh, what would we say, the shamanic ways of dealing with healing, mm-hmm. uh, which are far more holistic. Mm-hmm. So many years ago now, I started uh, trying to tell people how important their diet and the quality of the water is that they take into their body as well as, you know, their their spirit. You know, we carry around a lot of toxic, fear-based attitudes in this culture. Thank you for doing that. That is exactly, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Yeah, and so the, so uh, I started trying to educate my my patients about the importance of these things. I wrote a, uh, as I do with most of my patients, I have lots of articles that I've written. A uh, lady wanted to uh, turn my article on water into a book. Uh, I consented, uh, and it became, uh, uh, well, Dr. Andrew Weil, 
who's a, a wonderful man. Uh, yeah. yeah, he read the book, thought it was fantastic. He wanted to endorse it. And uh, and then after his endorsement, it became the best-selling book on water in the country and has remained there for uh, better than a decade now. Wow. I have uh, updated it three different times, and it's basically an attempt to try to help people to understand the nature of water and what these what these issues are. As a biochemist, I've also uh, worked as a consulting engineer for uh, Watts Water Quality and Conditioning. Uh, mm-hmm. They're the largest manufacturer of water treatment systems in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I engineer water treatment systems for uh, complicated uh, circumstances, hospitals that want to make sure that they have water that's uh, clean for, uh, you know, things like kidney dialysis, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we have an extensive background in water. You do. Uh, and you're, and, and, but on here it says, one of the topic bullets you have, don't drink the water. Now, what do you, because I'm saying to the world, drink water, drink water. Yeah. So no, that's what are you the name thinking of the book. what a person should do to drink water? Because we want sure. to encourage them to drink a lot of water. Yeah, that, that, the name of the book is Don't Drink the Water, and then oh, in parentheses, okay. without reading this book. Okay. And uh, that, actually, my original book title was was uh, different than that, but the publisher, you know, that was one of the discoveries I made. That was one of my first books. I've written many now, but, but uh, when you assign certain rights away to the publisher, they can rename the title anything yeah, they right. want to, and that's, yeah. that's what happened in this case. But the whole idea is get educated before you put a lot of water uh, into your system. And, you know, that's really not not a bad title for the book because in fact a lot of people drink a lot of water that is not good for them and uh, you know there's a lot of things that people need to know and that they don't normally get uh, become aware of as they encounter this whole process and and what I try to do is help people to understand uh, some of the dangers and the easiest solutions to get high quality water because you got to be hydrated without without enough water in your system nothing's going to work right uh, it's uh, I, I don't know if you heard me earlier on the earlier uh, guest but a week ago I had Dwayne Cecil on again he's from NASA for many mm-hmm. many years and he's now US geological survey and I had I asked him I said now that the shuttle is not going to go out after this last time around and I've always looked at the shuttle Lono as the standing away from Earth and take a peek at Earth and study it, mm-hmm. and I like the nature of that. I thinking and and uh, he said, well, Sharon, he said he knew I'd like this. He said they're going to put all the money in from now on, uh, a lot of money into studying the water of the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And he said he'll go around speaking and telling people what they're going to be doing. And uh, he said people will say, well, that's the, m- the most important one. That's number one. What's number two and number three? importance that you're going to spend time doing uh, besides just the water. And he said, water one, water two, water three. <laughs> and Lono, it is t- it's time. And it is time. And years ago when I started studying water way back in time, and uh, I was just shocked how we had left it behind. Yeah. And you and I and many other people, and, 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 the, and, and then I was fortunate to get no end of the medical field involved, physicians, mm-hmm. surgeons, all kinds of people that never use the word nature but now do because they're now connecting to water 
and then you oh, hear yeah. it all. Now, you're saying something uh, that is fascinating, and we'll have to have you on again because I'd like to be able to get some of these topics that you would like us to learn and link to many people on what you've said you've done. Now, uh, when you're talking about uh, the water with the um, uh, getting rid of uh, the fluoride, now, mm-hmm. what is your thinking about fluoride in water? I think fluoride is an extremely dangerous and toxic substance in water. It has a whole lot of effects on the entire body. It competes with iodine uh, in the thyroid gland. Uh, it, you know, hormone, I, I was listening to your last guest briefly as you were having me on hold getting ready for this segment. She was talking about hormone-free you know, foods. It's extremely important that your listeners understand that hormones can be transmitted into the human body or be affected um, by minute doses of certain kinds of chemicals, very minute doses. Hormones are extremely uh, powerful things. And uh, when you take fluoride into your body and you replace the iodine in your thyroid gland, you're doing some real upsetting of the apple cart, if you will, in terms of your body for hormone development. You create brittle bone syndrome. Uh, But one of the most interesting things is a study that was accomplished, I think, and published about two years ago. Very few people have heard about it. I'm surprised. But it was uh, both Harvard University and Dartmouth confirmed the study on thousands of children. Children who drank fluoridated water uh, have double to triple the uptake of lead through their gut. And, uh, and it can really destroy the IQ of kids. So well, you know where that issue. comes back to me, though, now, and I'll tell you where I come from as you were talking and anyone out there in the world. It, it, we're never studying, and, and the science, people that I bring around me throughout the years of study I go after the dehydration. In other words, you're in the womb, you're covered, you have all that water, you're sure. connecting with the organism of water, and then you come out. Can you imagine, Lono, you come out of there, and then all of a sudden you're in a delivery room, and it's like you're stark naked. You're no more yeah. water, and you're starting your dehydration process to death. We're not studying the individual's dehydration beginning. Now, what That's I right. hear is, and this is something I'm really after, with everybody in science and everybody studying, what is the dehydration effect that you're, you're studying? So what I'm thinking when you said that is some people dehydrate because of the chemical that is in the fluoride or the medication or the food that isn't green or the pipes. People have a different, everybody has a different dehydration symptom. No two eyes alike, no two skins alike, right. no two fingerprint, and more. So what you're saying to the world out there uh, is we've got to start using our heads too, Lono. We've got to think about it and uh, watch our children uh, more carefully. Uh, and, yes, they need to drink water, but make sure it's safe. And now if you would recommend to a person to uh, drink water but go after a filter system, how, what, what do you recommend today? Because... It, I've been very skeptical that people just go down and ask the filter company, what do I buy? They don't take yeah. their, their water tests with them, and well, uh, they go get a, a filter system. What do you say? There, there's so, met, so much hype surrounding water filter systems oh. because of the multi-level marketing things, all those sort of things. Let me just begin 
uh, one of my real crusades is to make the public aware that these real expensive water ionizers, like the ones produced by a company called Kangen and Jupiter and all that that are sold so prolifically around the Internet and through multi-level marketing deals, these things are dangerous. They are not uh, appropriate for the treatment of drinking water. Uh, I, I have on my website... Uh, a 10-point guide to evaluating water system. And one of the things I say in there is, is you know, what you, the whole point of a water filter is to make water safe. And then if it makes the water alkaline after that or whatever else it, it's touted as being able to do, that's great. But if it doesn't make the water safe, first, you've wasted your money. Well, that's and the whole per- reason of having a filter system is to make the water safe. Yeah, and yet you'll <laughs> notice that all these... They, they tout the health benefits, et cetera. And, and here's the deal with these ionizers. They're, they're putting water into a, a pot, if you will, in which is submerged two different electrodes, a positive and a negative. The, the ions in the water that are positive are attracted to the negative side, and they are dispersed as the alkaline stream of water. The ions that are negative called anions are attracted to the positive and they're distributed as the acidic stream of water. The problem is that the that that process concentrates all of the heavy metals including lead, arsenic, cadmium, mercury, chromium, we've all heard about hexavalent chromium okay, now. now. All that stuff is left. is really concentrated in the product yeah. water. And then some woman, you know, who has a baby yeah. and wants the very best water for the baby and decides to buy one of these things to be able to make formula is putting huge amounts of lead in, in the baby's water that they're feeding to the baby at a time when they can destroy the kid's IQ. You know, and this I, hate stuff to sound, I, I would love to have or, another show with this because yeah. you just said the magic. I, was, I had a, a, a lactation group uh, organization on here. And I was talking about drinking water from the beginning, and they, oh, no, no, you can't do that because they'll fill up with the water rather than the milk. I disagree. They need to like the taste of water. And then you're saying we need to make sure that from the beginning of that baby's time, there's safe water. I'm yeah, out you of don't time, want to be putting lead like in again. a baby's brain. Thank you. That's exactly what it's all about. And the eyes are being affected, you're learning in research. Yes. Because the and arsenic, the you know, together. another group of people who are buying these things are people who have been told that they'll help uh, cure cancer. Um, and they concentrate arsenic in the drinking water, and yes. arsenic's a very prevalent uh, substance throughout I would love to have the drinking water throughout the country. Have you, have you on for a longer period? Yeah. Because this is a very important part of this show. Lono, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. You be well. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. I, I think everybody needs to understand that Earth has secrets for us all to learn, and we have so many people on the, world, the power of water to teach us. Let's listen. Let's just pretend like it's our little lab to learn more. Earth does have whisper, though. You need to listen very carefully to the whispering of what we want to say. Earth's whisper is never say goodbye because you're going to learn as much as you can and be here as long as you can. I want to thank you for listening. And you be well. And we'll, see, we'll listen to us next time. I hope to see you on my Facebook. Bye.
thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinerHour.com. Thank you.